All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. We are back to a love story. And uh, today we have Brett and Candace. Uh, they're going to be giving us our their love story. Um, of course, I have my beautiful wife sitting right next to me. Hey, everyone. Hope you're doing well today. So, uh, Brett and Candace, introduce yourself. What do you guys do? What you know? How long have you been married? You know, again, thank you for being here. But yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, Candace, go ahead and go first. All right. So my name is Candace. I am mainly a stay-at-home mom, but I do substitute and bookkeeping, and I hang out with my two-year-old son. Beautiful. Yeah, little guy. Little guy is here today. We have headphones and him on uh, YouTube right now. So uh, <laughs> he's um, all set. He's yep. all set. Uh, and I am uh, Brett, and I am an airline pilot. And we have been married now, coming up on five years. Yes. Wow, has it been that long? Yes. Yeah, together for nine. Yes, I'm married <laughs> for five. Now, Brett and Candace, uh, we got the privilege to be one of our original guinea pigs on doing um, uh, premarital uh, counseling. Um, of course, they did a wonderful job at it. They uh, did all their homework, and they we had some good discussions. Hopefully, it helped. And, uh, you know, they've made it five years. Can't say it's because of us. Because, like I said, they were our guinea pigs, but um, they're just an awesome couple, and we're glad to have them here today. Um, But I wanted you guys to tell your love story, because you have a really cool love story that I think would be um, encouraging to uh, the listeners. And so, um, who would like to really go first on how you met? You know, tell us the story of how you met. Well, I think it all started, I had a friend who was dating her best friend. And this started, you should get to know her. You guys should uh, hang out. She likes baseball, and you like baseball. (laughs) So we're going to introduce you guys and kind of go from there. So we ended up meeting with a whole bunch of our friends. and a housewarming party? Yes. Yes. It was a housewarming party. And I met her, and then she basically didn't seem super interested And was talking to another guy. I invited a guy that night. Oh, did you? Yes. (laughs) And I didn't know this. But it worked out well because I think it took took a few months or it took about a month. And I finally had the courage to ask her out. Did you guys start talking? Yes. Like after the party or how did that work since you had invited another guy? I'm trying to think back that far. There was a period where I was like, I just want to be friends. Sure, we can hang out with our friends. Almost we can go to like the movies, but let's invite some friends mm-hmm. and try and, you know, get that through. Yeah, we did a few uh, dinners in Tempe with our friends and a couple other hangouts on the weekends. But I finally said yes to a date, which I wouldn't call it a date. It was I a date. I did not call it a date uh, until we it? probably got married. It was a date. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you not call it a date? <laughs> I just didn't want to call it that because that meant I'd oh. have to like commit to go on another one or not. Are we friends still? I didn't want to do any of that. You weren't totally sure if this is the guy you want to kind of attach on to yet. Yeah. Huh? And you considered so. it a date. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I definitely were... asked her and she definitely accepted. <laughs> and I took two shots before oh, yeah. we went on our date because I was nervous. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got a pounding headache. <laughs> While you were on the date? While on the date. So we, what did you guys do on this date or, or this non-date? I guess Brett called it the first date. 
you know, you're saying not so sure, but what would you, uh, um, so what did you guys do? Maybe it was a practice date, but we decided to go to, um, the Mongolian grill. Genghis grill. Genghis grill, which is a Mongolian grill. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you got to build your own bowl and she had never really been to one. So it was kind of a unique opportunity to be a little creative and show her, um, what I liked, basically. If you were nervous because I was a vegetarian. She was a vegetarian. And he had no idea what vegetarians ate, which is just not me. Well, you weren't, <laughs> you weren't a full vegetarian because you ate fish as well. So, but uh, Brett's a nervous talker, so he just talked a lot. I remember that to where I was like, is he going to stop at any point? Um, but it was still a good time. It was. It was a lot of It was a lot of, yeah, on your end. I, I talked a lot, but hey, that was a good time for her to hear my side of things. So we finished dinner, and then we walked over, and we watched a great movie. A, a great movie, movie that she doesn't even need ever see again, but it was called Battlefield L.A. <laughs> oh. it, it's like That the, is a great first date movie. No, it is not. It has, you know, father-son relationships. It has, you know, the old soldier coming, you know, back, and it has aliens. So, you know, how 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 can you not romance a woman with that? It was a lot. <laughs> it, it's not my cup of tea, but I was like, yeah, totally. Let's see that. And I, the whole time, I was like, I my head is pounding, and this movie isn't helping. Right. Oh no. <laughs> and um, then we he drove me home, and it was freezing outside. Mm -hmm. I remember that. Um, and he was um. Pretty gutsy. Gave me a kiss. I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> first time I've ever done that. <laughs> yeah, on the first date. Wow. So that's that was our first date. That was your first date? Yeah. Well, you called that that as your first, you know, you know, Brett says that's our first date. You were saying, I, I don't know if I wanted to call it a date. What would be the first time you went out where you're like, okay, I'm going to, this is my, this is what you would consider, Candace, your first date. Oh. That you're hmm. like, okay, so, I'll call this one my boyfriend. After that, I was like, let's just be friends. Um, that was a nice time and everything, but I wanted to get to know him more. And um, he just texted me every day, and he would want to play this game. It was like, you, I had to ask you a question, and then you had to ask me a question. He'd come up with all these different ways of like Getting keeping our conversations going. Mm -hmm. Um then we went to California for my 21st birthday. Oh, my. But we were just friends, and we had okay. a whole group of people. So it wasn't just right. the two of them. Oh, okay. I'm so sorry. it wasn't just you two. Right. Okay. I'm thinking through I, I had our timeline. My, I had my best friends with me, and she had her best friends with okay. me. Did we, we went to San Diego. After that, what happened? Do you remember a date after that? Because after that 21st birthday and we were in California, I was like, all right. He's been my friend for a year. He's been okay. putting in time. <laughs> I would say <laughs> so. In the time. Yes. <laughs> wow. um, but I don't remember a specific date. I'm sure he took me on one though. I know. I know. We went out a few times with a group of friends once we were dating, but a specific date I don't remember. We have gone on a lot of restaurant dates, but mm -hmm. I can't remember what was first, the real first, the second first. I don't what remember either. That would be. So was that. Kind of weird for you after going on that one date with her and kissing her, and then all of a sudden she's like, oh, I just want to be friends. Oh, yeah. 
yeah, I, I, that was not in my game plan. It was either yay or nay and right. not like, hey, let's be friends. I've never really been friends like that extent. So it was really hard for me. Um, but I was like, you know what? I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. I'll try. I'll see what it does. And we'll give it a shot. And it, it paid off. Right. It definitely paid off. So it sounds like it took like almost a year mm-hmm. from that first date, non-date, um, to <laughs> yeah. just build that friendship to where even you would consider Candace saying, okay, this is my boyfriend now. I like how you said it. He put in the time, you know, um, and from that point on, you know, you're like, okay, we're, um, you know, we're boyfriend and girlfriend. Well, during this dating period that, you know, that you guys dated, how long did you guys date until you were engaged? Three, three years, I would say. And then we were engaged for a year, about. Okay. Yeah, so that's about four years. So during that dating time, what would be the <clears throat> most, what was the most memorable for you? Like, what, what was like, oh man, I, I really loved this special date we did. This could have been a birthday or a special celebration or just a special time. What would have been the most memorable thing about uh, you, you dating each other? You know, I think it was when we were actually still kind of friends but um i do remember this very vividly she came and watched me solo and that was my my first flight alone in the flight deck or in in an aircraft and uh that was super memorable and then we went out to chili's Mm -hmm. and we got dessert she made me a little red solo cup airplane that she custom made because it was a solo flight (laughs) (laughs) and uh, she wrote me a little poem inside it was really cool yeah, it was, it was really neat. Some other memorables, um, I got to take her out to a really, really nice restaurant called Dominic's, and we got to have butter cake and scallops and, I mean, <laughs> real bougie place, white tablecloths, real, real white tablecloth, <laughs> real bougie. And I would say I'll always remember our first long trip together we drove to California to go to Disneyland. And that was really memorable to me because we had, I mean, how long is that drive? Four hours? Something Almost like that? Five or six. Yeah, I mean, actually. straight with each other, you know. There's and no, you were no by yourselves this yeah, time? Yeah, just mm-hmm. us. And he, he told me later on that he was nervous that we would not have anything to talk about um, or eventually run out of things to talk about. We were probably together a year at that point. I'm actually boyfriend and girlfriend. But I'll always remember that trip for sure. So for our first year anniversary, I took her camping and I went with one of my best friends and his girlfriend and I got her her first 22 and I tried to spray paint it pink <laughs> like a tiger stripe. Which and I am not into animal print. <laughs> I thought it would be So cool. I'm glad it didn't work out. <laughs> it didn't work out. It's a big blob of pink. Um, but it was fun. It was a good mm-hmm. trip. It was, she got very cold. It was a it was a one night camping trip. <laughs> Is it you made it a one night camping trip? It or? was supposed to be two nights, oh, and okay. I was like, when the sun rose, finally, I was like, we're going home. <laughs> it was like 30, 20 degrees outside. Oh my gosh! And our propane heater didn't work out. And I'm bougie. Or <laughs> that word was bougie. I was bougie. Well, I think for even uh, campers that, uh, you know, 29 degrees is, is a little cold there. Freezing. I, it was cold, but she was a trooper. So I think the next day we, we drove to Prescott and we had ice cream and dinner, I think, there. 
Probably and then we coffee. Went home. Probably coffee. Mm-hmm. So those were some memorable moments about your dating life. What were some of the challenges? Because you know, in every couple, there there's not there's no perfect dating life. There's no perfect marriage. There's no perfect mm-hmm. engagement. People are messy. People have issues. People have things that go wrong in their lives and think, and just even personal growth. Um, I, I know that there's always challenges in every dating life. What would, what was some of the things that you guys saw as a challenge either in yourself or dealing with the other person or even situations that popped up? What would uh, what were some of your guys' challenges? I think one of the challenges I had to really grow on would be making time for her. Where I would say yes to everything else. Like going to gym with buddies, hanging out with people till late at night. And they really wouldn't put forth a huge amount of effort. And uh, just prioritizing my time, I think, was the, the biggest thing. And sometimes I fall back into that a little bit as well. And I have to catch myself even being married for almost five years that what are my priorities? What is, what is consuming my distractions right now? So I would say that was probably the big thing for me. And then, yeah, I forgot about that because you are much better, really good. I think at always making me and, um, dash a priority first. But yeah, I do remember that. I'd always, I would always be planning the dates. Hey, do you want to hang out? Hey, do you want to do this? Are you free on Tuesday? And I remember one time I stopped. I was like, I'm not going to mention at all if he wants to hang out or go do anything. And I don't think we saw each other for like two weeks or something. We'd text and talk and everything. But, and that's what I think you realize. And I was yeah. like, do you realize? Like, it's me who has to say, do you want to hang out? Right. Even though he always wanted to. Mm-hmm. So, you know us girls. Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. I would say this kind of bleeds over as well into our, our, our marriage as well. Candace is a very good planner. She's very detailed. She's very organized of how she wants things to get done, even to the morning. What are we doing this morning? How are we achieving it? Here's the list. I am a very free spirit. Yeah, let's, yeah, we can get it done. We'll get it. And I know that sometimes rocks her a little bit. And sometimes yeah. we, we collide a little bit. Keeps when things spiced. Spicy, yeah. though. Yeah. <laughs> and I would say, and Brett helped me think of this because I'm perfect, but... Uh, <laughs> As all women are. <laughs> exactly. Um, I went to my cousin for everything. Uh-huh. Um, any news, any information, any help, guidance, because um, she was just my person I went to. But as we were dating more and more, getting closer and closer, I realized I should be sharing this with him. And that was probably more like a year or so into dating, not right away. But I needed to go to him first, stuff like that. That was a challenge for me. I'm an independent woman. It's a very <laughs> typical challenge with almost every dating person because mm-hmm. whether it's a cousin, a parent, a best friend, it, it, there's a transition period that we don't even realize that we almost have to consciously make. Mm-hmm. So it, it makes sense that that was your challenge. Yeah. Was there any point that you guys either almost called it quits or did call it quits in terms of breaking up? We did. I, how long were we together? Two years? About two, three? I think we were just shy of two, two. years. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking, you know, maybe he's not the one. Everything's not perfect all the time. Um, just really thinking about the future. 
And we did break up for about three months. A month. It was just a month. No, it was three. <laughs> did what? it feel longer to me? <laughs> see, la- see, ladies and gentlemen, you know, we're not the only ones who, uh, you know, can't determine if we were broken up or on a break. <laughs> No, I can tell you it was three months because during those three months, I was seeing Lisa because I was like, you know what? I kind of have these issues that are going to be in every relationship with me if I don't talk to someone. Mm -hmm. And Lisa told me, don't make a decision to go back until six months because I was like, that's a long time. And I lasted three. (laughs) She couldn't stay away. I cut it in half. No, I just graduated um, counseling early. With honors. (laughs) (laughs) I think sometimes it's you figure out that you can't live with, live with them and you can't live without them. Yes, and I did learn that. And that's kind of how I was also realizing he was the one is mm-hmm. because I was willing to make those changes, willing to go see someone once a week and really look at myself. Truth um, be told, it, that, that was our little trick on you. I know. I started that, <laughs> started that early. I think it was everyone's trick. My grandma would call my mom, are they back together yet? Or and stuff like that because everyone wanted us back together. I think I think when I think through that, it was more trying to help you develop who you were as a person. Yes, you know, and if you and I remember you working the you know the issues, mm-hmm. and I feel like you worked them so well that it, you were ready to go back. In exactly, and he was so supportive. He was always kind. He was still nice to me. Mm-hmm. I mean. Didn't make things weird when we'd still hang out with the same friend group. Because at that point, he was part of the church. Yeah. Um, and that, that makes a difference on... He didn't... wasn't he didn't mean throw, to me. He didn't throw it in your face yeah. that you broke this up. Because it sounds like the breakup was not necessarily his idea, but your idea at the yeah. moment. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a rough time. What was your perspective on it, Brett? Well... Uh... It was hard because you're, you're going through a lot of pride as well. You're like, well, if you don't want to be with me, I don't want to be with you. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I said that, you know, and I really wanted her to figure out. I remember talking to you, Joe, about this. And uh, we had just, uh, like, maybe a week later, both got um, approved to be on the mission team going to Nicaragua. And I was mm-hmm. like, shoot. <laughs> now we're stuck together doing now, group activities, fundraising. We were doing a fundraising one morning. Or maybe it wasn't that morning. Maybe we just got lunch. And I remember you saying to me, you, you just got to treat her like your sister in Christ. Whether you guys get back together or not, you still need to treat her like your sister in Christ. You know, show her respect and don't don't be a tool. <laughs> Good advice. <laughs> um, but that... It's very simple. <laughs> don't be a jerk. Don't be a tool. Yeah. I, I think that was the hardest... That was probably one of the hardest parts of my life because... I was a new believer, and mm-hmm. I was like just doing this for her. Was I just joining the church? Was I doing all these things? Were these just for her? And I remember going into the, the sanctuary and realizing she was in there. I saw her car, and I remember, I can't go in there. I'm like, there's no way I can go in there. And then, Joe, you came up, and you're like, come sit with me. And I'm like, no, she's sitting with you. And you're like, nah, come on. I remember I, I think I teared up, if not cried. And I saw you, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then I, I knew for sure, you know, that I truly believed that this was the Word of God through the Bible and I the teachings and mm-hmm. everything. And 
I mean, it was also, it was a huge growth for me in my spiritual walk with God mm-hmm. um, because I knew it was true. Right. And I knew it wasn't just me just pursuing her. At first it was. At <laughs> first it was just uh, JC because she knew Jesus and she was um, she was working at coffee. She was doing the coffee shop <laughs> oh, at the that's church. Right. And that's how I became addicted to coffee. <laughs> yeah. So I became addicted to coffee and Jesus at the same time. <laughs> Not a bad combo. Not a bad combo at all. But I think that that is, you, you touched on something that's really quite impactful for listeners to hear is because a lot of times couples will get together and almost overly conform to what that other person interests, um, what they're into, religion, whatever it may be. And when it comes down to it, you got to be your own self. And so, you, you know, there's certain things that really do matter in a relationship. And so if you're getting into a religion just so you can be with another person, it it, do, it, it rarely will work out. Right. You mm-hmm. have to make it your own. And in this case, you know, your love for Jesus, you know, had to become your own. Mm-hmm. Um, be, it couldn't be dependent on Candace. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I really love that you said that and you brought that out. And mm-hmm. I think for those of you guys who are listening in, you know, you really got to think, are you losing yourself and becoming another person or are you actually becoming your own? Right. And it's okay to, you know, adopt, let your partner influence you, you know, and even though you were broken up, she influenced you, mm-hmm. but at some point you had to make it your own. And it, it's, I almost forgotten about that moment. Right. Here, and so I'm glad you reminded me of that. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's a beautiful thing. So you guys broken up, you had to Work on yourself, and I think we've said, you know, in other podcasts before, uh, before you can find the right person, you got to be the right person. Mm-hmm, right. And sometimes you almost have to break up to be the right person again so you can come back together. Mm-hmm. So, how did you guys come back together here? It just naturally happened. We kind of distanced ourselves for a bit, and then as our friends would hang out in our group, we would just start getting a little more friendly. Like, we'd make sure we were sitting next to each other, or if I needed something, he was the first person to jump up and do it. Mm-hmm. And I think our friends helped, too. I'm sure they probably they, they did. They'd us, make sure our seats were next to each other, make sure we were both there. Friend um, groups could either uh, help, a, help a relationship or harm it, and yeah. you had friends who helped. Mm-hmm. For sure. He actually took my cousin out. Was this when we were broken up or before we got together? Before. When, oh. So way back. He would actually take my cousin out to lunch to check in. How am I doing good? Am I making progress? Got to scout, mm-hmm. got to scout it out. <laughs> yeah, kind of know what you're getting your research. into. Yeah, yeah, he really, he really put in work. I'm telling you, it's the perfect yeah. way so to put it. I think it. I think we stopped talking for four days or a week. I can't remember the exact amount. Right. But we stopped texting completely, hmm. and um, just naturally, we just started texting each other again. I remember now how we got back together. So we were hanging out again. My whole family wanted us back together. My wow. mom planned a trip up north to a cabin, and she, I, we weren't together. She invites him. Brett, come up this weekend with us. Stay for the weekend. I'm like, he's not my boyfriend. Like, we broke up. If I remember correctly, I think you called me and was like, I'm not sure yeah. what to do about this. <laughs> so before I, we were, I already knew I wanted to be with him. Um, I wanted a future with him, but I was trying to do that six month plan <laughs> of staying, you know, committed to being apart. Um, but when my mom did that, I was like, well, I'm not going to go up to a family trip, cabin trip when you're not my boyfriend. 
Right. So I, the, just the boundary. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got back together. Mm-hmm. You, he probably asked me hard questions because I'm not like a, an emotional sharer. And so he, he does make me really explain myself when I know he knows what I'm thinking. <laughs> He's like, no, say it. <laughs> so did he sit? So did you, did he just kind of sit you down and saying, okay, are we, you know, what's going on? Can we make this work again? Are we getting back together? I. You wanted to go to youth group that night because I was a youth leader at the time. So you came to my house. And yes. I think I drove us to youth group. We got coffee before. I chickened out. That was the time I should have talked to him and been like, I want to try this again. We do youth group. Or or it was a VBS. I don't remember. Afterwards, he was driving me home, almost home. And I was like, I got to do it. And I just told him, is that when I told you I loved you or a different time? That was a different time. Okay. <laughs> so it was in That's a car ride too. home. And I was like, I need to just do it. I need to just talk to him, tell him my feelings. And, yeah. and so you finally did. Mm-hmm. It's pie in his truck. It was. <laughs> and then you were back together again. And we were back together again. He was so happy. <laughs> <laughs> now, f- ladies and gentlemen, if you can't see his face, man, yeah. he is grinning from ear to ear and he is bright red. You know, so, you know, he, he, it's definitely some love going on here still, just even thinking back on that. But I want to hear about when you told him you loved him, because that seems like a Fun story. It's really funny. Yeah, it is. Well, so the first time I told her I loved her. <laughs> Three months together. That's all, guys. <laughs> but you know, when you know, you know. It's true. And I told her, I'm like, listen, I, I want to tell you, you know, I, I love you. And she's like, what do you mean? Because <laughs> I'm like, we've known each other. Well, we've been dating three months. What do you mean you love me? But we had been friends. I mean, I <laughs> knew. I knew. So, I mean, I just didn't think there was going to be a follow-up question. <laughs> You're like, wait, what? <laughs> That's worse than the uh, Star Wars Empire Strikes Back. I love you. I know. I know. I, know. Yeah. <laughs> I should have said that. <laughs> that would have been epic. What did you respond when I said, what do you mean? I just listed the reasons why I love you. And you said, oh, so thank- I think you said thanks. I said thank you for thanks. sure. <laughs> I wasn't ready. ready. I'm not going to say it unless I'm ready. Yeah. (laughs) So from that moment, which was three months into your dating, to how long until you said it, Candace? I personally think it was like almost a year. Would you say? I don't remember. A year. I don't even know what I had for breakfast. (laughs) Uh, I knew that I loved him. It's kind of hard to describe I feel when he loves someone because it's not for me an overwhelming like, oh, I just know he's the one. This is it. Like it, it was very logical thinking for me. Mm-hmm. And I guess after a while I thought it's almost like I can't live with him and I can't live without him. Mm-hmm. And I. I was taking her home. <laughs> we were driving. talking. <laughs> and she was like, I want to tell you. Oh, so nervous. I was like sweating. I want to tell you, I would be sad if you died. <laughs> and he was like, okay. I was like, you okay. know what I mean? I was like, no, I don't know what you mean. You're like, I'm going to die. <laughs> like, what does that mean? And then she went on and I had to like pull it out of her. He knew what I meant oh, when I said I'd be sad if you died. So how did you explain it? How did you explain it? I feel like the best description is I'd be sad if you died. <laughs> like, I, 
I told him I could see a future, marriage, great father. Like, I could see it all. I want to spend my life with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. And you couldn't see your life without, without him. him. Mm-hmm. It's like I didn't need him, but I did. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? You didn't need him, but you wanted him? Yeah. So and that's I wanted to make sure I was to that point mm-hmm. before I said I love you. And again, it was like a logical thought to me, not a feeling. <laughs> right. So, yeah, you know? that's how. I it's still so say cool. it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> still Instead of saying I love you. you that's how you sign your cards. Glad you're not dead. <laughs> yeah, uh, I should happy do that. Happy anniversary. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good idea. <laughs> you know, that is the beautiful thing about love is, you know, we, 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 we've come to think that love has to be this overwhelming emotion. And, you know, it's not just the emotion. It's, it is of the mind of knowing mm-hmm. that, you know, I, I can't really live my life without this person. And, you know, that is definitely love, you know, and I think both, you know, uh, are at play. And depending on who you are and how your brain works, it, how you communicate love and how you express love will be unique as the fingerprints on your, you know, on your hand, mm-hmm. you know. So you got through your dating. You got through I love you's, you know. You got through. I'm glad you're not going to die. <laughs> you know. Um, yes. Tell us about the proposal. How did that go down? So, the proposal. I got the ring, and it was just burning a hole in my pocket. So I kind of devised a plan. I think I talked to a few people on how to do it, but I ended up calling my future father-in-law, and I was like, "Can I propose at the house?" Little did I know he had ripped up all the flooring. There was no furniture in the house, which worked to my advantage. So I called all of her friends and I called you guys, uh, her family, uh, the whole shebang, except your sister. I forgot about her sister. He did. So that, that minus, <laughs> minus one point for me. Yep. And um, I devised kind of a plan. I remember a friend, Laverna, she was like, I have a great idea. Give me reasons why you love her. And I'm going to make this little, um, what was it? It was a little booklet. Little pictures. And it ended up coming up with seven, which is perfect since number seven is perfect. (laughs) There could be more. Yeah. (laughs) There could have been more things you loved about me, but seven's good. I think, I think I hit the mark. But anyway, (laughs) I had everyone waiting in the backyard. So she was coming home. So I had everyone waiting in the backyard and she was coming home from school and probably a week earlier, this little side story, she was mad at me because I hadn't proposed yet. We'd already looked at rings. She already picked out the ring she wanted, not the $11,000 ring your aunt told you you deserved. (laughs) I did deserve that though. Eleven. Anyway, um, so she was mad at me. She was like, I just can't believe we're not engaged. And her cousin had already been engaged. And so I was like, I, I just don't, I don't, I'm going to have to wait. And of course, I was getting the ring that we, I just didn't quite have the money. So um, she comes home from school. She sees the, the seven reasons I love you. She opens the door and it's basically candles lit to the backyard. So it's kind of created like a little path. And then when she opened the door, I was standing there and then I dropped on one knee and proposed and all my friends, family, everyone was there minus her sister. 
<laughs> and uh, she said yes and thanked me. <laughs> I couldn't stop saying thank you. <laughs> what else do you say, you know? Last time she's thanked me. <laughs> Just, kidding. Just kidding. And, uh, yeah, and then uh, your father paid for us to go to Buffalo Wild Wings. Mm-hmm. Finished on a good note. Nice. Yeah. It was, I remember that it was a beautiful night out there by the pool. I think we, it, we were trying to even make it a surprise. Yeah, so we were all we hidden were. around yeah. the corner in the dark. Yeah. I just remember walking out to the backyard and seeing him. Someone to the right was filming it, the light. And so I was like, oh, my gosh. And then I turned. And I just remember seeing um, Pastor Luis. And I was, like, in shock he was at my house. like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, and then I noticed everyone else. I was like, oh, my God, they're all here. So that was it was overwhelming and perfect. <laughs> I had my braces. That was the only not perfect part, but <laughs> I realized if I wanted to be engaged, the braces have to be on. True. So tell us <laughs> about your engagement. Yeah, it's true. I know. That's okay. I'm sorry, babe. <laughs> I interrupted you. But tell us about your engagement. I mean, was it sunshine and roses? Were there good times? Were there bad times? Were there some challenges or did it, did it go pretty smoothly? I feel it went pretty smoothly. Um, it probably was the first time we were kind of almost doing financial stuff together. Um, we were probably planning a little bit ahead because we knew we wanted to get engaged as far as saving. Mm-hmm. I would say that would, was the only struggle. And just me wanting him to, like, get something done. But he got it done in his time, which wasn't my time. <laughs> um, but I think it was pretty smooth sailing. It was um, We got engaged in February and got married in December. So okay. I don't feel like it was long. I think, what was that, about eight months maybe? Eight months, Something yeah. like that. I enjoy planning. So from my perspective, it was great. I don't know from his. <laughs> Your eyes are kind of bugging out right there. So uh, wh- where are you PTSD in here, Brett? Um, well, she's obviously a planner. So she had very great vision. She took the reins on a lot of that. I didn't have to do quite as much as I anticipated. Um but it was like the more the small battles, um, getting ready. But I mean, for the whole engagement, it was it was pretty pretty good. The uh, I think the most challenging part was just going through premarital because I just didn't know what to expect, and I didn't know what would come up and what what it could be that could possibly drive us apart. Um, but it all went really good. I mean, we went through those books, the counseling sessions. Um, and I thought it was it was it was really good. I loved premarital. Um, and I'm not just saying that because I'm talking to you, but <laughs> I did because we I were sure so. we were together for. That would have been great. She's like premarital sucks. <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean, don't ever do it, folks. Not <laughs> prepared. I I thought it, he was nervous about it every mm-hmm. time we'd go. What's gonna come up? And I'm mm-hmm. like, what skeleton do you have in your closet? I don't already know <laughs> like, about. Uh, um, how well do I know you? <laughs> we weren't together forever, but three four years felt like a long time. No, that's a and good and so time. it was it was fun having new things to talk about because you mm. give us homework, um, make us think really into the future, mm-hmm. which is funny. One of them was where do you want to be in five years? Now that I remember our, one of our homeworks of expectations and stuff. And uh, I loved it. Gave us new stuff to finally talk about. It'd almost be fun to, if you have that somewhere, to dig it out and say, huh, I wonder if, did we hit our goals yeah. in our five years? Or I'm not sure. You'd have to look it up. I, I don't, don't remember, remember one thing, but that's what was a, it? That I wanted to get a bachelor's degree in theology. Oh, okay. We're still working. Maybe that's the 10 year. 
Maybe. Yeah, we might need to push that back. <laughs> That's okay. <Right. laughs> it happens. Things change, so. I would say probably the best part of that going through premarital was when we talked about expectations. And I've read a lot of like little articles about that. And they say that's the number one marriage killer is expectations. It's mm-hmm. not affairs. It's not money. It's just what did you expect to see? So when I work with people in my job, I tell them that. I say that's one of the biggest things. Obviously, Christ has to be your foundation. But what are you expecting? Um, and for example, um, she substitute. She wants to be part-time in a sense to raise kids. And that is an expectation. And I fully understand that. I fully understand I'm going to be working more, but that is the expectation. There's no hidden agenda. I was expecting, you know, this and that. So, And you almost have to ask yourself, am I willing to help her fulfill this expectation? Mm -hmm. Exactly. I remember we had to agree, like, what are your goals? What do you want to achieve? And how are we going to do that together? Right. And because sometimes when you figure out, wait, is this an expectation I can actually you know, go with, Mm -hmm. you know, that's when you kind of go, okay, is this, who, who is this person? What am I doing? You know, that's what premarital kind of brings out Mm -hmm. for people. Mm -hmm. I think it's also a good check to see if you truly love this person, because if you're faced with an expectation that may not have been your cup of tea or what you would have preferred, Mm -hmm. but you're willing to say, you know what, I'm going to help you meet it, or I'm going to help you find halfway or, you know, yeah, let's, nothing would make me happier than to fill this expectation Mm -hmm. for you. Um, I think that's a good indicator that you are compatible with this person. You do love this person Mm -hmm. and you do want to, you do want to make things work Mm -hmm. when you lose that. I think that's when either work needs to be done or you got to check yourself and your own ego or attitude, or you may even have to say, well, is this really the person for me? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, you know, in some cases, fulfilling someone else's expectation, your willingness should almost be easy. How to get there now, yeah, that might take some work or frustration Mm -hmm. or stress or anxiety. True. But the willingness to say, yeah, let's, yeah, let me meet this. It's that Mm -hmm. sacrifice that you have to figure out if you're willing to make it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. So tell us about the wedding day. What went through your head? Were you nervous were you excited were you just like oh, okay i just it's like I, I just want to get to the altar and say i do or were you like still still going uh is this really still the person for me <laughs> you know i was excited um i wanted it a day just about him and i and i was ready i i was of course nervous to be in front of everybody mm-hmm. um naturally walk down the aisle and everyone stare at me. But <laughs> that's the only thing I was nervous about. Once that was over, it was a wonderful time. I would say the first 15 minutes of the wedding, in that day, there was 15 minutes of stress. Um, she hadn't been there yet, so I was afraid of seeing her before we got married. And then I got bombarded. Where's the flower lady? Where's the cake lady? And all these people started asking me these questions to things I didn't know. Right. And... I was like, I don't really know. And You're so like, I'm I, just the groom waiting exactly. for my bride. Uh-huh. Luckily, I had a I had a solid best man. I was I was like, Kevin, I need you here right now. <laughs> Please help. Um, but I mean, for everything, it was perfect. You know, not to make it a cliche, I knew I wanted to marry her. Um, there was parts of being nervous for sure. I remember you praying with me, just like for just a quick, quick couple seconds. That helped. 
And then um, I was afraid. <laughs> I was afraid of crying. I didn't want to cry in front of my family and friends. Um, I was afraid of locking up my knees and falling on my face. <laughs> and I was afraid of messing up the words in front of everyone. That happens more than you think. Yeah. 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 All well, three of you, those. I mean, you see videos of it. <laughs> see I videos the of combo. it all the time. So. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, everything went flawless. It was perfect. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was. I, I do regret that my nose was running the whole time during the ceremony. Do you remember you handed me a tissue and then I did like blew my nose in front of everyone? I, I was ready because as much as you say you're not emotional, I just knew. Oh, yeah. I knew. I was already ready with tissue and stuff like yeah. that. Did and you I hand it back it. to him? I didn't know what to do with it. I, I did. Have, I took it back. I, I put it. I, <laughs> really know, I officiated the wedding and knowing her because I, I I, I've known Candace since like junior high. Mm-hmm. Right. And as much as she can be logical and, you know, I've relied on that in ministry, you know, a lot. I also knew that there was a uh, very soft, tender side to her. And so both me and Brett, you know, were, you know, even Brett checked me, goes, you got tissues, right? I'm like, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm ready to go. And they're right through my folder. And as soon as she started, yep. you know, sniffling a lot, I was just like, you know, which was a great <laughs> moment in the, everyone laughed. Yeah. I was like, then, I just like, got to blow it. Just got to blow the nose, get it over with. And then you're like, what do I do with this? And yeah. I was like, I just took it back <laughs> and didn't yeah. shake anyone else's hand the rest of the day. <laughs> the whole video, I'm just going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but other than yeah. that, afterwards mm-hmm. I was ready to dance. I don't think I got off the dance floor. You know, ironically, that was my favorite memory of that, like, like I forgot about the tissue thing until you mm-hmm. brought it back up and some of these other things. Um, but I remember your guys' first dance. I don't know why mm-hmm. that Aww. struck me and Lisa. It was just beautiful. Like visually, like the lights hit you just right. <laughs> the song was perfect. And yes. I just remember mm-hmm. just how uh, beautiful your first dance as husband and wife was. And so Thank I you. was, I was uh, very proud and very like, Oh, like that, you know. I was like, I want a daughter, you know. Like that. <laughs> I was like, but I have sons, so you know, I'll get three daughters eventually, you know. Yeah. True. But True. <laughs> hopefully, so you know. Um, so it was a it was a great, beautiful day. So you're now five years in to marriage, mm-hmm. and I really appreciate you guys doing this and just sharing your love story with the listeners, with us. And if you are listening here and you are just loving this love story, I hope you are finding encouragement no matter where you, you're at uh, in your dating relationship, whether you're single, whether you're dating, maybe you are following some of the same struggles that you just heard them get through. And hopefully you see there is hope on the other side. But uh, Brett and Candace, what would be your advice looking back now that you are you know, five years into marriage, what would be your advice to anyone who is dating, looking at getting engaged, people who are engaged, or for those who are in their first year of marriage, what would you encourage them or what advice would you give them? I would say advice-wise, when you get married, whether you run into your first year, fifth year, tenth year, finances are always going to be a struggle. Um, I think that was probably some of the most insecure moments I had was going through finances, but we ended up being way more solid. Once we came down the line, we, mm-hmm. we started figuring out how to budget and whatnot. I had some pretty heavy loans from school that, I mean, it really didn't make me feel like a man. Um, but we were able to work through that and get away from the finances kind of as being an issue. I remember we had a discussion, I think our one month check, and you said pretty much everything you guys have been saying is just about money. 
And that was, Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. was kind of the big focus our first year. And I would say an ongoing thing between the two of us is when we're arguing, we're, we're being upset. We're, we're both very calm when we argue where none of us, neither one of us yell, which I'm very blessed that we, we have that. But so what I would, I would say is it's not her versus me. It's me and her versus a problem. And I, I constantly have to remind myself about that because we'll, we'll get in little tiffs about something and I'll be like, oh, why, I can't believe you're doing this. But then again, it's not her versus me. We're not enemies. Mm-hmm. We're together and we can work through this. However, however we can get through this, it is manageable. Mm-hmm. It's a great, that's a great piece of advice <clears throat> for our listeners for sure. Yeah. And I thank God he thinks that way. <laughs> or else mm-hmm. I don't think our arguments would be as smooth, but luckily he has that mindset and it helps guide me realize that we're not against each other either. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as my advice, I had a really hard time thinking, do I love him? Do I want to be with him? Is this really in love for the rest of our life? And I did learn that like love and marriage is a choice. Mm-hmm. It's not a feeling I don't know if it is for some people, but for me, I do have to remember it's, this is my choice. I chose to marry him. I chose to love him and I'm going to choose to stay with him. Right. Um, so I guess that would be it. Just don't rely on your just feelings. Love takes work. It does. Exactly. It takes work and commitment and time and thought. Yeah. This is wonderful advice. And for those of you guys who are out there, um, realize sometimes it feels like this person you're dating is you know, your enemy. They're not, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times if you can remember, it's you two against a problem. Mm-hmm. And that might make the discussion, even if, we go, you know, go from an argument to a discussion, you know, and be able to find some solutions there. And yeah, you know, I think, you know, Candace came up with a very good point that, you know, you're not always going to feel these loving feelings and you have to choose to be committed and to love a person. I think this is wonderful advice for any of our listeners to get. So, hey, we thank you guys so much for sharing your love story. Um, I hope you had fun kind of reminiscing about old times and being able to revisit what brought you two together. And I pray and uh, hope that uh, you guys have many more years together. And just keep doing what you're doing. And honestly, I think you guys can uh, teach others. Uh, Well, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Keep sharing your love story. And uh, folks, I hope you found some encouragement. And uh, check out some of our other podcasts on uh, True Life Love Stories, as well as some of our podcasts uh, on what to do in relationships. Uh, I think you heard in here in this podcast about expectations, and there is a podcast that we address expectations specifically. So I would encourage you to check it out. That's all for today. And let us remember, love is not just of the heart, but also of the mind. If you enjoyed this podcast, and realize that you and your future spouse could benefit from some premarital coaching, check us out on facebook.com forward slash hmpremarital or search Heart and Mind Premarital. There you will find a list of services and costs that might suit your needs. The first 30-minute session is free to ensure that we are a good fit, and if we are, we will continue from there. Give your marriage a fighting chance of survival and receive some premarital coaching today. Check us out on facebook.com forward slash H&M premarital.